Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. Let's talk a little bit about Project Rick and what that is all about. I started Project Rick because you keep on hearing how bad social media is, how it's just always negative. I started it actually after my mom died because I wanted to show how people keep on evolving. I want people to see the positives in life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to preach that you need to go eat kale and I'm not going to preach that you need to go lift. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I want you to live life. And that's what it's all about to me. That's what Project Rick's about. Positive. You'll never see politics because you don't need, we all know how we believe. I want you to see, you know what, let's go on this adventure and let's see where we go. When I climbed the 100 peaks, you know, the 100 crow peak hunt 100, I called it. The people that I got to meet and the positiveness, if I can put a smile on somebody's face yeah, or if I can have them think, maybe I should do that. That's what it's about to me. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. So I think that we are live we are um on i believe if it's working correctly we are live on youtube um and we're live on the range podcast on facebook vapor trail facebook page and the stokerize facebook page but uh for everybody out there watching welcome to the range my name is ricky Bruley, and uh, with me today is my good buddy uh rick hansen and uh today we are well we're doing a live broadcast yep. here from uh Terry Peak, South Dakota. Uh, we're out here for the Total Archery Challenge. Yes, sir. And um, anybody who's been to a Total Archery Challenge most likely has either seen, heard of, or ran into Rick Hansen. Probably more heard. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> from like across the room or whatever. Yeah. The, the yeah. laugh, right? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, just thought we'd take this opportunity to have a little chat and just kind of see how things are going and. Um, I figured I wanted to title this episode The Tale of Two Ricks. Yeah, Rick 2.0 for sure. Rick 2.0, <laughs> yeah. So I thought it would be fun to talk about, uh, you know, kind of how we met and, like, just the whole the whole deal because we talked a little bit about that over the last, the course of the last couple of days while we've been shooting. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'll kind of just let you talk. Like, what, what, like, just go through, like, the memory that you have of like how we first met and kind of how that all came about. Well, we, we've met on the phone, <laughs> yep. you know, we were talking when it was back in the pimp my bow days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was, how long ago was that? We were talking about that earlier. It was 2009, I think. And, and 
Um, I guess maybe to give a little background on that too, I was working for Sportsman's Warehouse at the time, and then they shut down the stores in the Midwest. And I was working with a, um, a guy by the name of Randy Herman, and so he had this idea that we would um, basically pimp bows. Yep. And that's exactly what we did. We just took bows and we stripped the old paint off of them and we did cool anodization stuff and camo dipping and all you kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I had a, at that time, I had a Bowtech Destroyer <coughs> that you guys made really pretty. as yep. Just a beautiful red. Every, everything was just gorgeous on it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking and then you guys <coughs> did a bow for Bowcast because it was Bowcast at the Bird before it was t- Total Archer Challenge. Yeah. And uh, you guys took, were taking a bow up there, and we, I, me and a couple buddies, Justin Raber and Tanner Seeley, went down that year, and we rolled in at like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I slept under – we were the first people in the Snowbird parking lot, mm-hmm. and we uh, – I think we were the first people to sign up that day. That's before – of course tea times or anything like that and mm-hmm. we knew we were going to meet you that day and we uh we went up to the top of it was at midgad yep and it was interesting because you know you come to a bowcast or a, i mean total archer challenge look at how long have we been friends then since then yeah yep. since you know it's been well that'd make 14 going on 15 years yeah I yeah. mean, it was just awesome. And <coughs> we went up to Midgad, and you had a little booth there for Pit My Bow anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we went from there, and we, you know, we shot that day, and we became friends at, at after hours. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. We, we had a lot of fun after oh. hours, you oh, know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were both younger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm little, still older than you, but. A little, uh, little, little more spry. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then we. Uh, yeah, and I, I just remember the second day because I have, if, I mean, I don't know who would be listening, but when we were up at Midgad, there was a shot that it was just a cool shot. And I have a picture of you and Justin Raber. You're just, it's a poster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was a cool, it was just a fun day. And, and then me and you, and you came with oh. us to shoot that day. Mm-hmm. And actually that was the, I think I went out with seven arrows and ended up, you guys sh- finished the course without me. Just I was just following along like a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, sheep, that that doll sheep that was behind the rock? Oh yeah, yeah. And do you remember? I'm sure you. I'm where that you, you hit the rock. I mean, it was just a tight <laughs> shot, and it went straight up in the air. And we're just going, that is cool. But yeah. I think there was people in front of us that day, and the arrow went up, and it looked like. It's going to come down towards them. <laughs> yeah, the wind, the wind, yeah. the wind started pushing the arrow, and it's like, man, I don't. That's crazy. What? Yeah, because you'd hit that rock, and that arrow would just shoot straight up in the air. It was, and it's, and that's what we remember. That. Yeah. Do you remember any good shots? I your memory serves you really well because that's why I'm, I wanted you to kind of tell some of the story because I do remember. I remember the shot that you took, the really cool one where we were um, at the steep angle and. But like you said, it's it's the it's the it's the misses that it, makes the it, memories, it, right? It is, and uh, and, and I and, and when we go to these shoots, I mean, we have we have lots of misses, but we have lots of fun. Mm. But this is this is what it's about to me. It's you know, I mean, it's about remembering these things, and mm. we can laugh about these, and 
we'll go have a beer and yeah just those are the memories we remember yeah and i enjoy those things you, you know i mean that those were the fun times and the other shots you know i don't know if I remember more because then you guys, then you guys started coming, and you were more in the booth, or we didn't get to shoot with you, because you were taking off. We were all taking off at different times mm -hmm. then. Yeah. But it was just, but after you know, it's the afterwards, and it's the you shot with us a few more times after that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's the afterwards and the friendship that we've had. I oh, mean, yeah. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just all you know what led into like all you know. Um, we haven't had really an opportunity to have many hunting adventures, uh, but just even just communicating and just talking and, Hey man, you, you know, like uh, when I first started hunting South Dakota, you know, you gave me some pretty good leads and, well, um, maybe got too us good in, of leads. <coughs> got us into some areas that we, uh, killed some Cause stuff. Cause you shot a nice buck in South Dakota. Maybe mm -hmm. I gave you too good of a lead. Maybe I should have kept that a secret. Perhaps. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. You. I, <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll give you this though. I'll give you this because. Um, you didn't give away the secret, no. um, which, and I totally get that, right? No. You know, and, um, but it was, uh, um, oh boy, what's his name? Uh, Dustin, uh, he used to own no. bow sticks. Yep. I know. I know who you're talking about. He's, he sent me to the spot where I ended up, um, finally getting on deer. And then yeah. I come later, I come to find out that. <laughs> that's a place that you and ears like to exactly. frequent as well so which is good and and no. you know but i haven't gone out since um you know uh since they've kind of tightened things up with non-residents and i get that you know i was a little bit bitter about it in the beginning but i get it you know because it's yeah. just you know there was getting to be a lot of people coming in there and you know i mean <coughs> i mean there's a lot of hunters that uh i mean there's there's a lot of people out there hunting nowadays. I reckon that, you know, I mean, I prefer, I would prefer South Dakota to go back to October 1st. Mm, yeah. And I've, I, and I'm not trying to get political here, but I, I do think it's crazy that a resident can go hunt a month before a non-resident. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of a strange deal. And I know um, Jesse was saying too, that the, like the conservation officers and stuff don't really appreciate it either because now there's all these new rules and all kinds of different things they got to pay attention to and yeah you know but but uh, anyway whatever yep <coughs> we're here at tse to have fun and we yep. how much oh how we're much good. foam did we uh you know we killed a lot of animals today yeah we did you yeah. know yeah today um up on we did the prime course this morning got out there at what i don't know what time did we get up there six uh, it was about five thirty ish five thirty um beautiful weather today it I was mean, just took our time shot our way down you know let a couple groups go through you exactly know, couple, let a couple celebrities come through you yeah. know just so we didn't have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they couldn't watch us shoot and make us all nervous that's and... <laughs> right you know but, but you know i mean that's where we have learned that, that that's what that's about if you're if you're i mean we're a different group than maybe some, but mm -hmm. we're there taking pictures. We're enjoying the views. Yeah, we're giving each other a little heck about misses, and mm -hmm. and we're congratulating everybody on good hits. Yeah, and we had a couple. You know, Sam was with us. Sam Sohol. Yeah, and <coughs> professional photographer with us today. Yeah, we're so big time. Oh, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, you know, I mean. 
we let <coughs> letting people keep on passing through. Yeah. And keep on enjoying what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and we shot the 132-yard mule, I mean, moose. Yeah. And you smoked it. Yeah, lucky. Luckily. No, you're good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to hit it, but, yeah, I busted, broke my arrow, but that's okay. Yeah. That's what we're here to do, man. Yeah. Like you said, those, those, uh, the misses make the memories. Yes. I like the way that sounds. Well, and, and, and those are all the memories when, when we go out tonight to the RMEF party. Yeah. And we go over and maybe start, have a few adult beverages and we're talking. The people that I've shot with, and I know it's been mostly a tight group, Mm -hmm. but most of us, like, we were in, <laughs> we were in uh, Mineral Basin a few years ago, mm-hmm. and th- here's another one of those things that I there was a it was a funny because we were just talking about a doll sheep, but they had a doll sheep behind a rock mm-hmm. again, and me being me, I took we took the shot. I took the shot, but and it's funny because there wasn't the oh it's. Just, because when I took the shot, I hit the rock right in front of it. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, like that. But my arrow just shot up, and it just kept on going. And all of us, it was Ears and Jesse and Heather and me. And, mm-hmm. and we were just like, holy smoke, that's just amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, and it's just, I don't know. And I'm not, I mean, I have do hit my targets. You see that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's those, those little, like, you're off an inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what. You know, but they make more arrows. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm here to have fun, and I'm shooting foam, and I'm tr- am I trying to shoot the best I can? I am, but there's other factors that sometimes you don't shoot so well. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep because we're talking, reminiscing, and enjoying that, and mm-hmm. and. You just you go hard because it's it is one of those things. Yeah. You gotta just see that maybe that's that arrow that I shot. Yeah, and it just, just fell literally down. just landed on me. <laughs> just, <laughs> but I mean, <coughs> you know, we went and we 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 had, we just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I can go home. I have three D targets at home, and if I want to get get tuned in, yeah, that's where I can tune in. Yeah, because we have. We have cameras that are like right at your nose when you're getting ready to shoot. We're mm-hmm. talking. I try to be DJ every once in a while yeah. and get people pumped up. Yeah, you, you always know. pick the good music. I try to. You, you have know. good taste. Yeah, you know, and <coughs> and you you wouldn't see that at any other like a competition shoot. No, it's too too serious at some of them. Well, and I shouldn't say too, but it's just it's very serious, and and I understand that too i do too. and i do too uh, but yeah it's just these these events are you know we're just here having fun i mean think about all almost everybody in our group that i was talking to we were all like getting our bows set up last minute i mean yeah i, I was putting my sight tape on in the parking lot when i got here this morning <laughs> I, I i put the you know i glued the last vein <clears throat> of my arrow on at eight fifteen the night before and then hit the road at nine and we drove all night and um, same thing with Matt. He was getting his stuff set up. Um, Sam said he, you know, he rolled in and he was just getting his stuff dialed in, you know, and I, and, and I commented, I said, well, that's when, you know, 
you know who the pros are. We're the ones that can set our stuff up the day before and still kill it all day long. Yeah, because <laughs> when, I, when I came in on Thursday, I mean, I, I had Brody because I was getting, I was busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. Walking around. Yeah. Finding my alter ego shooter blanks up there. <laughs> and I said, can you put the sight tape on? Mm-hmm. Which is, this is amazing. I had Brody put on my, at Badass, put on my uh, sight tape. And I didn't even go take a shot. We went up and, because I knew where I needed it. And I knew sure. everything. But he put it on. I went up and shot and hit every target. Yeah. And hit it good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, me and Mel went up and did that. It was mm-hmm. just fun. Yeah. But we aren't taking it so serious that you get mad, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's also it's also funny the how the group works as we come <laughs> down the hill, like, I'll be talking to you this shot, mm-hmm. then Sam's behind me, then Jesse or Ashley yeah. or Mel or uh, Matt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of, we just move around because there's no egos there Yeah, yeah. in the aspect that we have to be great. It's that we're, we can all talk to each other and have a good time and ask different questions. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cool. Like just, and how many times do we meet new people too? <laughs> you know, Matt and I went out um, yesterday shot at nine on the Sitka course and it was just him and I and then there was a group couple, a group of two right behind us and it's like well just come shoot with us you know and so we shot the whole course with them and got to know them and then got to talking about the podcast and they started following and um you know saw them this morning and chatted with them and you yeah. know so uh you know it's just really cool just all the people that you can meet and you may who know you might not ever see that person again but it's still like yeah and it's awesome it's true and 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 it's funny because like you came in and when we were in after we were in the bar there yeah you waiting for the warrior rising party Mm. and i met those people from sioux falls yeah and we exchanged numbers now Mm -hmm. it's like you 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 know and will we get together i think we will because i saw them again when we i was down at the festival right mountain fest and yeah and they said, we'll see you tonight. And mm-hmm. those are relationships that last because, you know, I mean, who else will you meet? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's fun. it was funny, too, because one of the guys that you were talking to, I thought at first was Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> like from behind. And so, like, I was going to come up from behind and put him, like, in a headlock or something, you know, just be dumb. And then I kind of skirted around just to make sure I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure who that guy is. And then, um, but I assumed you had known them for a while no just met them and i should never assume that with you because (laughs) (laughs) you know you're like hey i just met these guys meet them say hi let's have a mexican bull rider and i was going to go into that see see how long has that been yeah so i wanted to go back and and um you know for some of the listeners and give you just a little bit of context too because so when when me and rick first met it was it wasn't total archery challenge then it was bow cast yep. at, the, at the bird and so it was just one of one venue at snowbird in utah and um and after we had uh you know pimped your bow yeah um up to that point i was a really big fan of anthony dixon and yep. sean monson yep. yeah uh all their videos of full moon productions yep. and and i just i I loved how they like tried to take kind of an artistic like film approach to making a hunting video. Exactly. And um and so I was always like kind of, I was kind of a fanboy. And then all of a sudden one day I get a phone call from Sean. Yeah. And I'm 
and I'm guessing it was through you because I don't know. He wanted to get he needed to get a bow pimped for that event. Yeah. And so Garrett Armstrong from Elite wanted to get a a bow that they could raffle off and so we did this really cool like um splash. It went from red yeah, it was and cool. then in the middle it blended into silver and it was anodized, it was polished. Yeah. Um I think it was a an an elite Oh boy. Uh what were the models back then? Now I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of because I started shooting when an elite when the answer came out. But then but it uh, was before then. Yeah. But it was gore it was a gorgeous bow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was it was really awesome. And then you had uh, vapor trail strings on there. Yep, yep. And it was just a beautiful bow. Yeah. We had it. I I think we had an arrow rest on there too. I think we did like kind of a red and black splash anodize on yeah. on an original limb driver. Yeah. Because the Pro V hadn't even been invented yet. No. Um. It was, you know, a concept in Jared's mind, but either way. And then uh, Thomas Boot ended up winning that bow. Um, and Thomas Boot was on the Vapor Trail Pro staff at that time. So really? So that was kind of wild. Oh, know. he was? Yeah. Yeah. So he won that bow. He had it for a long time, and then he was actually going to sell it, uh, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years later or something like that. And he offered it up for me to buy but i was just like i just didn't i didn't have the money so yeah. i was like yeah just sell it or whatever but um so yeah just just for context so it used to be bow cast then and i'm not i don't know the exact story as to how it transitioned from um bow cast to tac to sean with tac but then um obviously once those started you were pretty well involved with that and well i, I wasn't really i mean i was more involved with bow cast at the time i knew sean yeah but and that's how, and I started hacking on Sean, probably from day one, that we have a mountain in South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. And then I, and it's funny because, and I know I go off track here, but to drive here to go to, a uh, total archery challenge in Utah, because that's where it all. That's the only place it was at that time. Yeah. And then, to you know, and I was hoping that he would start expanding and go in other places. Yeah. But I'd say, Sean, we have a mountain in South Dakota. And I I don't – I think there's some perceptions about when you get a little further west that South Dakota is flat and farmland. And yeah. We'll watch the – we'll watch Dances with Wolves and this <laughs> and that. But out on it, the prairie. Yeah, out on the prairie. So then I'd, I'd back off a little bit, and then the next mm-hmm. year I have a mountain. And then – I came up here and talked to the guys at Terry Peak at the time, mm. and I said, because I, I actually wanted, if I couldn't, if he wasn't going to come, I wanted to show how much fun this place is mm-hmm. to people. So I yeah. thought, I know it's going to be a lot of work, but I'm going to try to do a shoot like that here, and I was going to talk like, to the local archery uh, clubs and mm-hmm. say, hey, can I rent your targets? Yeah. Because I didn't have all the targets, and mm-hmm. I thought, let's just get this stuff going. Mm-hmm. But then, potential spam. We don't need to listen to that. Oh, I was hoping it'd be somebody cool, <laughs> cool that could jump in on, yeah. on the podcast here with us. <laughs> but but anyway, but then, like, the third year, I, I, I said, Sean, and I got the mountain. Come out and do this. You know, I mean, mm. give it a look. And he finally said yes. And then he came out here, and look what it's become. Yeah. You know, and 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 it, to that case, the, to that point, you know, I mean, then there's a lot of pressure on a person, because, <laughs> you know, and not that Sean, not work. Sean's very smart, and yeah. 
in business wise, you yeah. know, but uh, to have the belief that you can have a successful shoot here in South Dakota, in 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 here, to have that belief to come here and it's amazing to have that made me like like i said there was a lot of pressure and it made me feel good that mm -hmm. somebody will believe in you that much right that yeah. they'll come to south dakota and now we're sitting here having a podcast i think seven years later yeah right so that yeah that was gonna be my next question is the so the first year was here in terry peak what it would be i think it was around 15 six 15 i think yeah, because I'm pretty sure I was here for that one. You were, because didn't you, you guys drove out, I think, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yep, we came out, and um, and it was just, I was like, if it, if you, if there was never one here, I'd be so bummed out, because yeah. then, you know what I mean? Because I can just, boom, climb in the car and drive overnight and be here, you yes. know, where all the other events I have to fly to, which is fine, too, because some of the others, uh, you know, I like to try to get to them just because of the, uh, you know, the views here are amazing. When we were walking around, it was just amazing to see. I mean, even though there's all that smoke that's yeah. coming in from the wildfires, you could just see the layers of hills and mountains. But then you get into a place like Big Sky or, or um, Snowbird, and yep. it's like, whew, exactly, I mean, those views are incredible. But um, <clears throat> going back to what you were talking about how tonight at the RMEF uh, party, you know, we're going to have some adult beverages. And uh, some of the memories that, you know, we are constantly making new memories at every TAC because of this drink that we created. Yes. At Snowbird, it was the second time that I was there. Um, Ears and I went up for Vapor Trail, and yeah. I can't recall exactly what year that was now. I don't think we would. Uh, if if it was just the evening part, we will never remember that part. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but because that was the year. Do you remember that? Ears had that cut on his leg. Yeah, yeah. And we walk in, and I said, just, you're a hockey player. Tough it out, you know yep. what I mean? And he got it all wrapped up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we go down to the tram club. Yeah. And then we had the Minnesota-South Dakota Pool Championships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and you know what I mean? It, that was. And, it, and, and, then, and then it was $5 PBR and is the cheapest tequila wells right well it was it was a five dollar special and they had a number of uh tall boys yeah so i think you had your choice between like coors pbr bush light you know whatever and then so it was a mix and match deal so you could you choose your beer and mm. then you choose your shot yeah for five bucks yeah and at at that time well i've always kind of really been a tequila guy you know i just yep. like i was like you know you take a couple of them get primed for the night and then you just coast the rest of the night on beer well that night that was not a primer that was a <laughs> there's a start that was a <laughs> that was a all it was a start and an end we'll say yeah yeah and and, and we i we, you know I, I know we talked about this but i can't remember who coined the name of it but we were ordering pbrs yep and shots of in a shot of tequila yep. so we we called it the Mexican Bull Rider. Yep. And uh, and we had Brandon Van Dyke in there with yep. us, and we had Eric Welsh yep. with us, the DIY bow hunter, yep. right? Yeah. Um, which, uh, great to see that he's doing better. He yep. had um, some health issues, and now he's doing good. So really good to see that. Um, and then we had Brian Robbins. Yep. 
uh, and ears. Yep. <clears throat> and I liked, I'd like to proclaim that ears probably is the one that came up with that name. If but, I would say so, probably. But then I, when I think about it, it's like, well, you know, Eric, I, you, yeah. I don't, I have no idea. I probably, I don't think it was me. I'm not. I, mean, no, I know it wasn't me, but <laughs> I mean, I know I, I, I can be creative, but I'm not yeah. like with the quips like no. that. You know, like I'll think about it three days later. Yes. <laughs> Yours is like, yes, like that. He's right on it. Yeah. So, but yeah, so now here we are. We're, you know, we're going to be having some Mexican bull riders tonight. But that's where we, I was going to go with this. So every time me and you, like any, like, I, we were at ATA in uh, Louisville. Yeah. And I'm with Ears, and it, no, there was a Mexican bull rider right there for him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't know I was there, but it was funny because it was just they just it was just sent to him. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, in the, in the and it's funny because it was in the was it the the PBR bar? Yeah. Yeah. PBR bar. You know, and and those are things that happened. So last year, Eric Nathy. And I were, and my wife and her son and girlfriend, and we were in uh, Cody, Wyoming at a shoot, KBRZ mm-hmm. shoot in Cody. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. we're, there's no place to eat in Cody, okay? I mean, this we got back from the <laughs> shoot as late. And we went to Cassie's, and they and they said, well, there's no place, there's no room to eat. We said, okay, but we're so we're walking out. My wife is trying to find a place to eat on her phone, and I stopped. And she kept on walking out the door. <laughs> and Eric <laughs> said, he sat down, and and I said, let's have a bull rider. Yeah. And we, so I lined up the bull riders. Yeah. And everybody had a bull rider there. And then they could see that we're having fun. And the bartender came over and said, are you guys waiting for a table? We said, no, you're full. We were just having fun. And she said, hold on a second. And she went over and got us a table. <laughs> but then the, yeah, the, the, I love that. And then to go from there, so we're there, and then we go to yesterday, and the people I just met from Sioux Falls. Yeah. And we lined up a bull rider yesterday. Yeah, they all jumped in. What was it like? Six, six of six us. Six of us. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's for us. It's been something. Mm. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean. It, who knows what other groups have things, but yeah. it's expand. It's expanding, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's just one of those loosen up, let's have fun, and you know you don't do any salt, you don't do any lime, you just put down the tequila, you have the PBR, and you chat and you have fun and you get to know people. Yeah, that's and what you do. who knows where that goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the fun part because I mean we were talking about this earlier. You know, I mean I don't know how many bull riders we I had that night, but there was a girl in the bar there that. She had a little too many somethings, and mm-hmm. and her last thing was party on, dudes, and then she was out and done, and they out t- took out. It was it was a fun time. <laughs> Those were fun times. Those are young fun times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then there's the um the story that Brian Robbins told oh, about the, him impersonating the deer and the hunter, and I wish I could go back and and rehearse it again or redo it because i it was it had the whole bar up and i mean everybody was just uproar it it was and the funny thing about that you know how many people were in that bar that night you know it was a tram club and there's a ton of people in there how many people were talking it was all quiet because everybody's watching this show Mm -hmm. and then because first it's the mule deer and then it was the hunter yeah and (laughs) 
it was just hilarious about he was telling about what the deer was going through and then he went through the hunter and it was just it was but everybody's quiet because it was just so funny yeah yeah and then he kind of went hopping out of the bar like, yep. like a springing like a mule deer yeah. oh my gosh that's so funny so no those are those you know i mean we have all those memories and that's one thing that will never be taken away from us. Right, yeah. It, we'll go to our grave with those memories. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? So happy that I was able to make things work to get out here. Yeah. You know, it's just, I I love this crew. You know, all you guys are awesome just to, you know, give give you the shirt off my back. Mm-hmm. You know, take a bullet for you yeah. kind of people. And like you said, the conversations that we have just from target to target, you know, and just... And you, you kind of mingle with everybody a little bit. You do. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's and you can make, like, like everybody knows, most people know that I can make fun of myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have little things that I probably do stupid things out there sometimes, you know, say no. stupid things. But, no. But we have fun, you know. <laughs> and like you said, we, I just love that, that camaraderie. Yeah. And this might be the last time I see you this year. Yeah. But we could come back next year and we're sitting here having a conversation mm-hmm. just like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that because it, it is. I, you're right. It could be, you know. And uh, we definitely want to get get out here more, you know. And I, I think Susan and Cindy get along really well, too. Yeah, they do. Um, and so I keep trying to push Susan into um, coming out here for that. Uh, um, Festival in the Park? Well, uh, no, it's the, the Buffalo Run oh yeah, the, Buffalo Roundup in September. Yeah, because there's a big art show. Yes, there is. I, I was told about, and so um, that'd be kind of cool because I've got some stuff, you know, that I like. I like to use like natural materials and deer antlers and deer mm-hmm. skulls and stuff like that to make art. And mm-hmm. then Susan's got her watercolor stuff. But uh, so let's talk a little bit about Project Rick and what what that what that is all about as far as like, you know, what, what's the mission and, and, um, you know, tell the people like what, what you want to get out of it. We'll be right back. New for the 2023 archery season is our brand new online arrow customizer. Build your victory or eastern arrows with multiple vein options, configurations, and custom arrow wraps in a large array of designs and colors. Spine indexing and expedited build options are also available so you can get back out in the field and flinging in style. Check out the Vapor Trail Arrow Customizer at www.vaportrailarchery.com forward slash arrow customizer. I started Project Rick because I have heard you keep on hearing how bad social media is, mm-hmm. how it's just always negative. Yeah. And my thoughts on that was, and and I started it actually after my mom died mm-hmm. because I wanted to show how people keep on evolving. Yeah. But when I was doing social media before that, it was just so they could see my adventures. So mm-hmm. then I turned it into a project Rick because I wanted, I want people to see the positives in life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to preach that you need to go eat kale. 
<laughs> and I'm not going to preach that you need to go lift, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I want you to live life. Yeah. And that's what it's all about to me. That's what Project Rick's about. Is right. to, and it's positive. You'll never see politics because you don't need – we all know how we believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't need to keep on preaching that this guy's bad or that guy's bad. Mm-hmm. We we can form our own opinions in that. Yeah. But I want you to see, you know what, let's go on this adventure and let's see where we go. Mm-hmm. And – I'm, I do little adventures, I do big adventures, and I just don't sit still. Mm-hmm. And I try to, like, you know, I mean, it kind of, it's before Project Rick, but it was in my back of my mind for a long time. But when I climbed the 100 peaks, you know, the 100 Crow yeah. Peak 100, I called mm-hmm. it, the people that I got to meet and the positiveness, if I can put a smile on somebody's face, yeah, or if I can have them think, Maybe I should do that. And that's what it's about to me. And, you know, I mean, uh, I, I I did six peaks with ears this year. Yeah. In, in one day. In one day. In South Dakota. It was 35 miles. It was roughly, I think we were close to 8,000 vertical feet by the end. Mm-hmm. We started at 3.30 in the morning. We did, in South Dakota, we did Black Elk. Crow Peak. I mean, we did Blackout. Then we went to Crazy Horse. But oh my God, that was a race because there was like 500 people here. And if you want to hear, so I'm, I'll tell you the rest of the. Well, I'll tell you the peaks. So we did Black Elk. We did Crazy Horse. Then we went to Bear Butte. Mm. Then we did Lookout. Then we went to Old Baldy, it's called, and we ended at Crow Peak. And Ashley got a cool picture of me on Crow Peak. But I have this picture of my mom and dad that I take over took on this adventure and I take mm-hmm. them with all on most of all my adventures. So they're always with me. Yeah. You know, and that came from years mm-hmm. and <laughs> I just got done registering and I went to the porta potty and I had it, I had it sitting here so I wouldn't lose it because we went up without a pack on crazy horse. Mm-hmm. We were just going to fly up and fly down. Yeah. And I had it here cause I wanted to get the picture, you know? Yeah. And I went to the bathroom, and when I did it, there's a little crack in the in the in the porta potty, you know, like there's right beside it, and mm-hmm. it fell. With my luck, because if I don't have bad luck most of the time, I don't have any luck at all. It went <laughs> right. right through the crack. Oh so man! So there's guys standing outside, waiting to come in to go to the bathroom, and I walked out and I said, "Man, this is a crazy request." But can you push the toilet over so I can put my arm around <laughs> underneath here and get the get the picture? <laughs> and he said, "What are you talking about?" And, and more or less. And he said, yeah. "So he did it though." And yeah. I reached out and got my mom's picture, and then we nice. took off. But I bet we passed five hundred people that day. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But it was one. So we did that. So you want to know the positivity? Then we had Jana Fredrickson. She came with us, and then at the end. Uh, Ashley and Jesse came, mm-hmm. and Troy Niehaus was with us. Um, actually, four of them, and yeah. but and he always was out at Bocast. He, he was there actually the night of the Bull Riders, too. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, not to veer off, but I he's not here, is he? He's here tomorrow. Oh, he will be. Yeah, oh, he got I'll, signed I'll up him. for tomorrow. Dang, so but he but anyway, in the end, we were doing old Baldy, and it's starting to hit us. Because 
so we were getting tired and dehydrated and maybe a little bit and uh but there was always a smile there was except probably our last we'll say half last mile at old baldy there was a lot of quiet yeah and we hopped in and here and we were driving down and we get to the crow peak parking lot and ears did a little video i said we're ready to go you know and mm-hmm. it's funny because yes i'm i usually drink good stuff you know like i was trying to treat stay hydrated and yeah. stuff and we get to the parking lot and i did it i had i had a red bull <laughs> and it did give me wings for a while <laughs> but yeah. but we're getting to the top and this is the same thing that happened with ears and i it roughly not the same but when i'm a mountain goat hunt mm. the last probably quarter mile ears was way ahead of me and he uh just let me because take in the whole what all happened because mm-hmm. i have never ever got so emotional on a hunt till that till we got to the bottom of that mountain go hunt but we're climbing up crow peak and we i'm lagging behind and uh because i'm the oldest person there anyway <laughs> but so i'll use that as an excuse <laughs> but i'm lagging behind but i'm thinking you know and we get to the top i mean get to there's probably another quarter mile to get to the top but i just get to the top where the hard part mm-hmm and here's a standing there, and he said, look up in the sky. And I said, I was looking up there because I'm mentally tired, you know. And mm-hmm. he said, you said, it was a beautiful full moon. Yeah. And he said, your mom's looking down on you now, and you're making her proud. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. No, man, no. It. That's an awesome. That's awesome. It's a fantastic moment. I thank you for telling that story. I love that. But you know, I mean, that's the positiveness. Yeah. Of being with the people you're with. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you know, and it's really cool that in that moment he he took that because you know it, him and I have been on a lot of adventures and and mm-hmm. us as guys too, right? Like we yeah. we don't want to show our we don't want to peel away the layers, no. right? Like we, we're we're rugged and we're now, you know, and and we don't talk about our emotions too much, you know. Um, but when you ha- you know, when there's those moments, you know, I've had a few of those with yours too, where it's just like all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I didn't know, I I guess I didn't know you had emotions, you yeah. know what I mean? And probably vice versa, right? But well, yeah. Um, but no, I mean it, it's it's super cool and and go back to talking about the. So you guys did the six peaks, which we, is we, unreal. Yep. Um, in one day, and it was really fun to follow along and watch you guys. And I, and admittedly, I was a little jealous. I'm like, man, I wish I was there. I wish I would have like taken the time to maybe try to make an effort to be a part of it. You know. Yep. Um, but then, was it was it last year you did the Crow Peak 100? Yeah, is actually it was COVID year. That's right. Yep, it was COVID. It, and it, and I didn't know it was going to happen, but it was yeah. New Year's Eve mm-hmm. when before things really started going. Yeah. And uh, I got to the top of, I usually, because I, I like to challenge myself. Mm. And I, so I, I, I go up there. I, this is fun. This is, this is probably a Rick sentimentality thing or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. And, but I usually go up, if I get the chance, I go up on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. and watch the sun go down and then i go up i go back up 
New Year's Day and watch the sun come up, just, I don't know, it's like a rebirth or something, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, And I've, when I went down, when I was up there on New Year's Eve, I thought, I need to challenge myself to something this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let me see, what can I do that is realistic in, but hard? And I still should be able to attain it, but it, it's going to take some work. Yeah. And I, and I went home and thought about it, and I talked to Cindy a little bit about it, and I said, well, I think I want to climb one, up Crow Peak 100 times because it, the joke is, Jesse said, because everybody knew I'd climb Crow Peak because it was just one of my deals. Mm-hmm. And Jesse said, how many times have you climbed it? I said, I don't know. So I decided I'd climb it 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> and I did it. You know, I started out doing it, and then I put it on social media, and I was like, holy moly now i gotta do it yeah or i'm gonna look like a candy ass you know and but when i got it's funny that i didn't even know who was following this Mm -hmm. but people started really like saying this is cool yeah and you're going you're 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 keep on you're you're giving us a lot of emotion you know you're you're showing us what we can do Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Inspiration, and yeah. maybe it was a Rickspiration. Who knows? Rickspiration. You know? <laughs> there you go. But, but you know, I mean, and I started taking. I, I took up probably, fifteen different people throughout this whole thing. And Bella, our my, the it's a chocolate lab. Mm-hmm. She came up with me sixty-five times, and then she, she cut her foot, and so she didn't come up for about a month or so. We let it heal up, but. We were up there 65 times. But anyway, it was the people that kept on following this. And I was here at, I was here at Total Archer Challenge. And I'm in the fest, the, uh, up there with the, all the booths. Mm-hmm. And walking around, this guy walks up to me. And he says, I've lost 30 pounds because of you. Oh, man, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because he, he said, if you can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, like I said, I'm not the preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm. I just want to say, you can do this if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went. Now that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, and 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 I went up with. And at that time, you know, everybody's kind of scared because it was, not me, but mm-hmm. other people are kind of scared of, of, uh, COVID at the time, and mm-hmm. we're climbing up and down. I met. I met some people from New York, and they had took their daughter, the granddaughter, and we had a little chat about life and where they lived and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I took up a guy that had one kidney, which I didn't know before I took him up. Mm. But it, it was fine, but we had to have a lot of water, Yeah. and he had to take rest. And it, and at that time, I was in like, I'm if I was speeding through it, I was doing it in an hour and a half. If mm-hmm. I'm taking my time and taking pictures, because it's a beautiful day, and I'd it was uh it was probably an hour and a half mm-hmm. but with him it was 6 hours yeah wow and it was uh but you know you get a guy like that to the top and they get to see that view mm-hmm. and you get to look through his eyes then you go this is this is well worth it yeah and that's what projects rick's going is about is about those kind of moments Mm-hmm. And you got to live the moment. And right now, we're in a society that needs stuff right now. Mm-hmm. We are out here doing this podcast in the in the 
on this deck. Mm-hmm. We were just on a mountain. Yeah. We're sometimes the sun comes out, sometimes it doesn't. It shines mm-hmm. on our face, but we're out here smelling and we're seeing in the view. Mm-hmm. And when we go down the mountain, you see the flowers, you see the view, you see the butterflies, and you see. I mean, we all see that stuff, mm-hmm. and that. When I go up on a mountain or go, like, Mel was the first time I ever met her, mm-hmm. Melissa, mm-hmm. and Frank had called me and said, do you want to go down with her the other night mm-hmm. and uh, shoot? And I'm watching her because I watch what kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. And we're just looking at the flowers. We're looking at what's surrounding us as we shoot. And when you can take in more than just having that focus of, I, you got to have the focus to shoot the target. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. Right. But I'm saying we're looking at the little things around us. I took up, I was talking Brandon Lilly. He's with Sorenex. He was a world champion uh, power lifter. Mm-hmm. And I took him, we we were, uh, we, I didn't take him up, but he, they went up with us at at uh, Big Sky, mm-hmm. Bert, Soren, and... Uh, Brandon Lilly, and we're shooting, and I'm getting on the ground because the wild strawberries were awesome. Mm. And I talked to Brandon actually at TAC at Big Sky this year, and he says, that's one of my favorite memories is we were eating those strawberries all the way down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those little things, you start seeing that, and then you can pass that on to people about stuff. And we all talk about the views of our how our world, but you can have a different view than I do. Yeah. But we get along. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's what I want to p- be projecting out there. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. want. There's so much me or I or whatever it is, and they want s- quick satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And to me. I, I, this is funny, but in college, I did a paper on the difference between pleasure and happiness. And that, I don't know where I picked that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, I, I've read an article or I read a book with about the Dalai Lama that talked about that. And he said the, ta- talked about the differences of, between pleasure and happiness. And then, then I'm probably two years ago, I wrote, I read, they did the Book of Joy with Desmond Tutu, and I am trying to. I'm trying to find where that joy is, and I want you to find that joy in your life. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a spiritual moment here, but it's about finding that joy. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel good inside? What will keep that energy inside you? You know, I mean, we talk about pleasure in a different manner as it, it's, it's short-lived yeah it could pleasure turn into happiness i mean like we could have a bowl of ice cream here and that's pleasurable to eat but mm-hmm. is that making you happy and you can be happy and then you can go into you can be i i'm happy but i'm not always joyful mm. but what will make me joyful so if i can put out in project rick or on my adventures and i can show you that I'm having 
I'm 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 doing these adventures and it's making me joyful, then uh, maybe you'll pick up one little thing and maybe yeah. you say that'll make me better. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm not trying to be, I don't know. I'm just saying that's, I have these thoughts and I hope that I can express them to people and it, they enjoy them. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about that, you know, as we, as we kind of get older and stuff and you're having these thoughts and you, um, you have all these experiences, you, there's a, there's a nudge, there's a pull from, I don't know if it's, if it's God pulling on your spirit or what it is to, to say like, Hey, you get to let the stuff out. The people need to, people need to know about this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so I think it's good to get that kind of stuff out. And I, I'm really been having a great time at like the last podcast we did with Josh Wells. I was talking about how much I, um, love to write, Yeah. but I've always, or I've never really felt like I'm a good writer, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I just, you know, and, 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 you know, to do all the inspirational stuff, you know, it just, I'm too much of a perfectionist. So I would spend too much time on it and then I would just end up scrapping it. So I have all these things written down and I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that it's like, this stuff is, you know, it's just stuff that you want to get out there. And if I don't, if people don't like it, so what, you know, or if they do, you know, hopefully it, it can resonate with one person or, or whatever, you know, and, and perfect example is, you, you know, you're wearing the shirt, don't die rusty. Yep. And that's kind of the, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's like the slogan for project. It Rick, is right. And when I first saw that, <clears throat> because for me, when I see a project Rick poster, I see a, a Rick Hansen post, you know, it's, it's right away in the morning. I'm like, it's like the first thing I see when I get in there and I'm just like, man, here's my daily dose of positivity. Yep. And there's been a handful of times where I've had to share it with every, everybody and say, Hey, here's your daily dose. And if you want to get it, go to Rick's project, Rick. And when you, uh, first, when I first saw the don't die rusty, shirts i immediately like i dropped everything i was doing and ordered it and then was like everybody go order this just because i mean it it could mean a lot of things right me knowing you i know exactly what it means yeah you know but at the same time like i said it 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 could have different meanings for different people but maybe talk a little bit about that well don't die rusty is not just about moving your body it's about moving your mind Mm -hmm. and and it's actually it's funny that you just what you just said about the writing part because in my you know i have those quick little rants they i try not to make them long Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't call them a rant but it's one of the last you know i've like we all have to have that flame and if your flame is dimmer than my flame we're making the world a little dimmer place Mm -hmm. so i expand on these writing things like it's funny how you were talking about this because sometimes i wonder if we are Mm 2.0 because i thought you know what i'm going to start expanding on these i i at my on my computer at home i have expanded on my thoughts that i have so i can maybe someday put that in a blog or whatever where that goes but Mm -hmm. don't die rusty is i don't care if we have a troll that's going to knock me down or try to, mm-hmm. but you aren't going to knock me down mm-hmm. because I'm going to keep on moving and I'm not going to die rusty. I'm not going to stop because you think that I, you don't believe in what I'm writing mm-hmm. and I'm not going to write anything that's 
going to be judgmental or I'm writing things that are saying, you know what, I'm going to go do this stuff and I'm going to, because I'm going to do Rick. And Don't Die Rusty, I read, I probably read, read probably a book every two months maybe because mm-hmm. I'm writing, I'm analytical, and sometimes I see this quote, and I said, mm-hmm. this can go into a post or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I read a lot. That's so your mind isn't dying rusty. Mm. You go on these adventures, and your body might start wearing out a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm 55, but I can do a lot of stuff yet. And I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go to the grave knowing, wishing that I could have. I mean, would have, but because I could have. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to take my memories with me. Yeah. And money, I'd rather go on that adventure. So in s- hopefully someday, in we talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. if, if I win lottery or if I came into a bunch of money somewhere, I would like to take people on Rick adventures. Yeah. And I would like to say look through their eyes and I'm going to say, see, this is what you can do. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be like, we don't have to go climb Mount Everest, right. but we can go climb Crow Peak. Mm-hmm. We can go, well, le- look at the other day at, that we took, Ash DeGray is going to climb all the f- highest points in the 50 states. Yeah. I went with him to Harney Peak and then we're up there and he's playing a piano uh, up on Harney Peak, and these older people are going, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. What did we do that day? We, they aren't dying rusty either because they're up there. Yeah. So I don't want us to become stagnant. Yeah. I don't want us to look at, I don't want us, you know, there's a lot of people that will look on a computer or search things, and they can go to Australia or New Zealand or the, wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. And say they've been there but until you go and experience it you've never been there yeah yeah you you come for the trolls or whoever that says tac sucks you've never been there if you've never been there and you haven't experienced the the fun and camaraderie you've never been there yeah and so i want project don't dry rusty is going to be my mantra for till i die now Mm -hmm. you know i mean you and I want other people to n- see that. If they want to believe that, then they can. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be 100 years old, hopefully, and I'm going to still be moving. Yeah. And those are I, – I know people that are – my dad, he has – he had two knee replacements, and he's walking three miles a day. He's 80 years old. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's it's incredible. It, it, it's one of those <laughs> things that are amazing to me because he, and then what he does, like, it, he, he he keeps moving. Yeah. And that's why I, I guess that's the way I grew up because my dad was always moving, you know, mm-hmm. and we're always doing stuff. So that's where I want to go. I want, I want people to experience life and don't die rusty. Don't, don't think that you can't. Yeah. You know, so. Here's another example from from my perspective. Last week we went to Casper, Wyoming, to 
my wife's son lives down there mm-hmm. and we went he's he's a paramedic and he goes back and forth from pure south dakota there and his girlfriend's doing she's going to be an occupational therapist so mm-hmm. she's uh she was away and we went they we went down and check their mail because they ha- they couldn't get back there and they're coming to TAC and we're going to be here. So mm-hmm. let's go on a four-hour adventure yeah. and we'll just go down there and pick up their mail and get a few things for them and this and that. And so as usual, I get up in the morning and say, well, it's a little before then, I have to say, but we'll get up in the morning. We're going to, I got to do my sunrise. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's go to Colorado Tech. I don't have a bow, but let's go. Yeah. So we jump in the, I mean, we jumped in the vehicle and we're heading to tack. And it's not, we had a tent and we had a sleeping bag in the back, sleeping bags in the back. And mm-hmm. So we didn't know actually exactly where we were going to end up. Mm-hmm. And we go to, we go to Colorado and we walk in and I, I have to admit, ears was there. So I knew, you know, I'd get to see him. I mm-hmm. hadn't seen him for a long time. Yeah. And other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And we walk in, and it's like, I mean, it's just family right then. Yeah. I see Russ and Kelly. I see, you know, I see Brody. I see Ears and Heather. And 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 it's, I meet people that have been following this, and they're saying, you know what, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. But it was, that was just like, boom. But we can go on that adventure. Mm-hmm. We saw elk. We saw the wildflowers up there were amazing. Mm-hmm. Frank took us up to the top just to see the wildflowers and then so the next morning frank and i get up and we go up and take pictures of sunrise again mm-hmm. just me and frank and and i we get to sit there and meditate and look at the world i mean we're not really meditate but we sat there and we just enjoyed the view mm-hmm. and then we and then we hopped in the car we drove to steamboat had lunch and we got home at 9 30 that night and i'm working monday morning that's all on a, a friday after work to <laughs> A Monday morning. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And, and anybody can do that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You, I'm cheap in the aspect that I'm not going to buy a camper. And I don't have kids. So I don't have, you know, I don't have little kids. I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. We can throw it. Well, we did throw the two-man tent in. But Cindy's getting a little like, if we're going to really go on an adventure, I have a big six-man <laughs> Cabela's Outfitter tent, <laughs> and we have an air mattress. You know, and yep. we, we got to have that. You know, uh-huh. but but this time we didn't know exactly where we're going. We just threw in. I have my two man hunting tent that I usually use, and and we go. Mm-hmm. That so are we? We aren't. We don't have to pay for lodging. We're we're going to eat at home anyway. Yeah. And the only thing that's probably going to hurt is our butts driving, but. We got to go to Colorado and we got to see mountains and we got to see people that we love and cherish. Mm-hmm. And then we get to drive back and you're feeling like you filled something. And you know what? The other part is, it. you probably know this too. I mm-hmm. don't know if, if, if it's still the 2.0 thing. You will know this. Mm-hmm. But you get in a car, you and Susan or me and Cindy, there's nowhere to go. So you talk. Yeah. And how does that build a relationship? Because you have to talk. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody else in the car. Yeah. And if I'm alone, I probably have the music up louder than Cindy likes. Mm-hmm. But so she turns it down so she doesn't have a choice. If you're going to turn down the, my radio, you're going to have to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I go to the, you know, you, 
or either that or we plug plug in a range podcast and we listen to that there you go there you go yeah absolutely but there's also music can do that to you too like absolutely yeah you know there's songs that can mean a lot to you and and they can influence you like so in a couple weeks we're going down to new orleans cindy's daughter's interning at cargill oh right on in new orleans Mm mm-hmm but she has to be. She's also in the Naval Reserves. Okay. Which is this is now. Don't laugh. But her her Naval Reserve Center is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh. <laughs> I'm just that just but it's funny to me, you yeah. know. But but she, we're going to fly in Friday, and we're going to drive. We'll probably be there two hours, and we're heading to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm. And she has to be there Monday morning at eight o'clock. But speaking of songs, so. I'm a big Whiskey Myers fan. Yeah. And I'm looking at her route. And uh, we're going to stop at the timeout off of 155 to take a picture. Yeah. But it's about the story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Broken Window Serenade. Yeah. And it's about the story. People, I I've, I see trolls say, why would you want to stop there? I, I don't know. It's because I feel like, I feel like the boyfriend and is looking at his girlfriend or wa- who he wanted to be his girlfriend at the time out. I can take a picture. Why do people stop at the corner of Winslow, Arizona? Yeah. It's just <laughs> one of those things. But that's that has influenced me. I, I don't care if you don't want to stop there, but mm. it's one of those things that this the picture of the song will be in my head. You're mm. not dying rusty because, you know, that that's one of those things I wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, some people might want to see the biggest Spool of yarn in the world. <laughs> and that's, hey, I'm not going to shame you for that. No, but. <laughs> and I know I get off, off track here, but those are things that I see. Yeah. And I want to live life to the fullest. And I want to experience these places. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, and some of those are in songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some of them are in books. I mean, I don't know if we'll get to this, but like. I wanted to, when I was younger, I wanted to, I'm a big Hemingway fan. Mm -hmm. I wanted, the sun also rises. I wanted to travel his path that he took going to Spain. Yeah. And I never did that because I went to Australia and did other things there and lived there for a while and this and that. But those are the things that can influence a person, a book, music, people. So you don't die rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I, I really, you know, the first thing obviously <clears throat> that I think comes to people's mind is, you know, stay active, stay physical, especially if they know you, right? Yep. But I like that you said, don't let your mind go rusty either, yep. you know? And it is interesting. I, I did a, when I was in the Boundary Waters last year, I was kind of losing my mind. You know, you, you get into those solitude moments where you've, you know, you haven't talking, you haven't spoken to anybody in mm-hmm. days, right? And you just have these like random thoughts, and so I just really felt like I had to get it, get this thing out. And I've had this like epiphany about the gray hair, hairs in my beard. You know, each one that comes in is like more knowledge, and all the other um, ones that haven't turned gray yet are all the knowledge beards that I have yet to learn, right? And yeah. I just thought it was profound for some reason, right? And whether people think it is or they don't doesn't matter but 
I guess the point is, is that you should always be learning. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I look at back at my folks and I don't think they kind of hit a point and then it was just like coasting through life. You know what I mean? They didn't go on adventures. They didn't do anything. They didn't do none of that. Me and, and Susan and the kids, I mean, we live that mantra. It's like sometimes it's to the point where we, where we kind of go, man, we almost have to force ourselves to take a break because it's like, we're always like, okay, let's do this this weekend. And then we got an art show and then Rick, you're going to TAC and oh, now I got an art show that weekend too. So we're scrambling to try to figure that out. And then, you know, uh, now we're, you know, we're planning a, uh, like a four day trip up into the boundary waters with the kids. And then I'm going to go to the boundary waters for a week by myself. So we're just, it's just constant, you know? Um, but that, those are the things that kind of fill our bucket. And at the same time, we're getting exercise. We're constantly learning new things. So we're t- we don't want to die rusty, man. No, no, you know. <laughs> and, and I love that. And no, and, and 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 you don't have to go on those those. I mean, as you were, we were talking about our parents. Mm-hmm. And my parents, I grew up on a ranch. Mm-hmm. They were farmer. I mean, my dad worked was a ranch hand and a farm hand and 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 stuff. But it's like they accepted that's where they're going to be and they didn't want anything more because they were – my dad's happy doing what he was doing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. – but I always wanted more. Yeah. I always wanted to smell the ro- – or see or do or whatever, and that's why I want to go. But then, like I said, it's it's amazing to me – that they supported my adventures, even when I was in. When I was young, this is this is, I know this is, off base maybe, but I always wanted to climb Everest. Okay. Yeah. In in Central South Dakota, we get blizzards and they get cold, <laughs> and my mom would yeah. get so mad at me, but I I would go out. It's ten twenty below, and I would go out and with a headlamp on, and I'd walk down. I'd go for a long walk, like it was probably a mile or two in mm-hmm. this cold, just say, so I could experience this kind of weather at least. I may never be able to climb Mount Everest, but I'm in the, I'm in the weather. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm experiencing some, something, and that was an adventure. And then when I, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I went and lived with my mom and dad, and I. Saved up all my money. I got in this, uh, it was kind of a ranch exchange, farm exchange program. Mm-hmm. And I went to Australia. And for the first six months, I worked. The second, I did other things. I got to experience life. Mm-hmm. And all I ever wanted them to do was be proud of me. Yeah. And they got to live those adventures with me. <coughs> and so... Anybody can do this stuff. Yeah. If you put your mind to it. What do you want out of life? You know, I'm never Cindy and I have only been married three years, but we dated for a long time. But we had a we had a little land on top of uh in Spearfish and we were gonna build a house and we had we found this other house. So we sold the land because we don't want to live for a uh house payment. Mm-hmm. 
I want to be able to go do things. And so does Cindy. And then mm-hmm. she's, and it's funny because our relationship is, she's the, she's more of the probably, <laughs> I, she, she'll like this, but she's more of <laughs> the, she's more of the, like, probably has more sense of not being as so spontaneous as me. <laughs> she's probably smarter. Because, I mean, I have this headset on and I don't know, but, I'm bald mostly on this top, and most of that is because I said, "Why the hell did I do that?" You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but but I came out of it alive, yeah. so we're all right, you yeah. know. But she's probably has more common sense in that area of life than me. But I've taken her places that now that she would have never went before. Yeah, she, she's coming up. This is funny. She's probably over there at the Mountain Fest right now. Yeah, and. She's making friends, and I mean, she has friends, but she's making friends and doing stuff. She would have never came here, and right. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And her son's over there shooting with his friend, mm-hmm. and so I just think that in in life, I I just have this passion, and I wish I could. I really wish. I this is I just have this passion of everybody. You can do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just dream. Some of those dreams may never come true, but you can have those dreams. Like when I get a lottery ticket, you get, say I bought it on a, I have two days of dream about what I would do with that lottery ticket. You can still dream big. Mm-hmm. People say these some dreams aren't going to be attained. Maybe they won't, but you know what? They're always going to keep your mind going. Yeah. What would I do if I won the lottery? Especially now when it's, I saw, I think I saw it was 875 million. What would I do? You know what I mean? It'd be like, what would I do? I, like I said, I'd take people on adventures, and we'd go on a hunt somewhere. My other buddy Ben, uh, from home, we're going. He, I'm, I'd force him. I don't think it'd be a big force. But <laughs> I, I'm going to go get a Marco Polo. That yeah. is my top. If I could go hunt any animal in the whole world. It'd be Marco Polo. Oh, really? I don't That's care cool. about. I don't care about Africa. I want a Marco Polo, yeah. and it's not because I don't want to go to. I, I figure you're sitting in a tree stand, and or not a tree stand, but a blind in Africa. It's mm. where they live. Yeah. You know what? It's testing yourself. You're not dying. You're moving if you're in the mountains looking for a Marco Polo. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just always had this dream of shooting a Marco Polo. Mm. And unless I win lottery, I'll never do it anyway. But that's right. a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I can I can live, live vicariously through dreams. Like like last year, this I got lucky. I'll say I got lucky. But, you know, Jason Matzinger went and shot his doll sheep. Yeah. I may never, ever go hunting a doll sheep. But last year at TAC in Big Sky... I got to eat some of Jason's stall sheep. Oh, you did? Yeah, the right flip-flop on. guy was, was cooked up a shoulder. Okay, nice. Did I? So he has his stuff coming out about the doll sheep hunt. Yeah, selective. Selective. And guess what? I may not have experienced that hunt, but I got to eat part of that doll sheep. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to think about how many people's lives are impacted by just something as simple as that. You know. Yes, and, and and here's the funny thing. Would Jason probably doesn't even know that I feel that I experienced this hunt with him by having a little of that sheep. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Mm. He's a, he influenced me. Mm. You, I mean, you guys, everybody around influences somebody s- somehow. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as long as it's good, you know, I mean, I can watch. I guess it, I shouldn't say as long as it's good, but what if as long as we learn that there are bad things and bad people in this world and we keep on trying to make the world a better place, that's going to be the best because me and how do we make the world a better place unless we're better? Yeah. And if we can keep making people better, let's do that. Right. So don't let the world rust. Yeah. That Maybe that'll be another, don't let the there world rust. But There you go, yeah. Because we need to keep moving. We need to, we need to see that there's life out there. Absolutely. So, yeah. I yeah, know I'm ranting. I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. It's no, this is per- this is perfect and it 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 blows my mind that there's people that haven't really like explored much of the world, you know, and I'm, and it and I go, "Well, I just think in my head like, well, so what do you what do you what do you do?" Like mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean or, you know, and you got people that um play video games and do stuff like that and that's their thing and yep. and that's okay you yeah. know but it's like you know i i just i don't know what i would do without shooting a bow and being outside and and it's it's done it's just crazy to think what a bow ha- how it has steered my life and my friendships and my relationships and everything that i do you know, and with Vapor Trail and with all of that, you know what I mean? Just constantly, always, every day being immersed in it. And uh, sometimes it saddens me to think that if, you know, if that ever changed, you know, um, you just, you know, you, you just never know what kind of stuff gets thrown at you in life. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that I would ever stop shooting a bow. I'm just talking about like with my career. Here, Yeah. Here, I mean, I'm sorry for, but here's another example. There's a, I, I I don't know if you've won it. I'll say Bob is his name. He won the he won the habitat hunt here in South Dakota that you get to shoot an elk, a deer, and an antelope. Oh wow! And he is eighty three years old. Wow! And he called me. He got my number from one of my friends, and and he uh, I didn't know this, but. He was like a month from turning 84. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about having the bow in the hand. Yeah. So I took off time from work just to go hunting with him because I thought this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And which it was. Yeah. And me and him had so many great conversations. And he said he's, and he wanted to get a six-point bow. And I had a five-point bow. I mean, we had a couple opportunities at a six-point bow, but being 84 you're a little bit slower you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but but he had his bow in his hand i said uh, so i said and we were talking and i said well because he can hunt anywhere in the state and and we have we have places that he could get with a rifle and he says i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i if i don't kill a bull with my bow i'm not gonna shoot anything (laughs) that's just incredible i love that and, and you know what but and I think to myself, he's 84, going to be 84, and he will not put down his bow. But I had, like I said, I had bowls. I had, I have a few bowls that were, it was, 
if we just need a little more movement. And then I got uh, I got really mad at one guy because I don't know if he knows what a windicator is. <laughs> and he's out scouting and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And we're on this bull, me and him. And I could get three miles. And, and, and I think this is another thing that why you liked hunting with me is because <laughs> I, he, I could get a good three miles out of him a day. And mm-hmm. then we'd usually do the, a, a, a hunt in the morning. And then we would uh, put him in the blind in the evening. And, you know, he enjoyed that I had the belief that he could go walk these mountains at 83. Yeah. And he was hunting here in the Black Hills, and we were having a good old time because of a bow. Yeah. Because he, they, my, the friend that told me about him, he he didn't live here, but he just kind of said, you might want to talk to Rick. And I got this phone call, and I was like, you know what, I'll take my vacation time to go hunt with you. Yeah. Because it's an experience. Yeah. That's unselfish. I mean, I'm not trying to make myself, but it's unselfish, but maybe it was selfish because I learned a lot from an 83-year-old fella. Mm. My dad was 79, and this is, (laughs) I know this is a funny hunting story. I don't know if I told you this one. Tell it. And my dad... My dad, I hope my, but this is the funniest. So my dad was 79. I think he was, yeah, he was 79 when he had his, and he he has a crossbow, okay. Mm. And I took him elk hunting. He drew his tag in South Dakota. And uh, we're, the first day, this is the first day I, I, and my dad can't hear, like, real well. Okay. He can't hear the bugles. Oh, Okay. You know, because they're high pitched or yeah. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we had we had elk coming across in front of us, and we had this and the. You know, it was just one of those exciting days. We're seeing bulls, and they're bugling, and I'm yeah. going, "They're over here! They're over here!" You know what yeah. I mean? I'm all excited, just yeah. trying to get him excited. And so we went. We snuck through the woods, and he, he, this is like, uh, I think it was maybe a month or month and a half before his first knee replacement so he, he has a hurt knee he can't go very fast and very far mm-hmm. and i got him down into this little area and i said i said sit here just stand here and i'm, I'm going to go back about 40 yards i'm going to put up my montana decoy and i'm going to start calling what's what state were you in we were in south dakota oh, okay and he said okay and he got all set up and ready to go and there's this big pine tree. I mean, it's about this big. <laughs> and it's right behind. I mean, he has his head just kind of in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I start bugling and calling. Mm-hmm. And all this is probably a 320 bull. I mean, he is running in. And my dad can't see it because his head, he doesn't have peripheral vision. Oh. I mean, in that aspect because mm-hmm. of the trees in his way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going. And I, then I... He's coming in hard. I mean, he's like just about running in to come and fight me. <laughs> and, and my dad, I'm making, so I'm seeing that my dad isn't seeing this. And he, and I'm making the worst bugles you can ever help, just trying to get his attention because I don't want to <laughs> yell. And that, and I'm thinking, well, you know what? This is going to be exciting. And he got, I'm going to say he got probably seven yards from my dad. And my dad, <laughs> then my dad had saw him and he didn't know what to do. I mean, it was like, do I move or not? Because then yeah. all of a sudden, it, the bull just went. And he, this is this is how close he was. My dad finally heard it because of the footsteps. Right. Not oh. because of the bugle. <laughs> <Take care. laughs> 
And oh, man. He, and the elk took off, and he uh, so he stopped, and my the elk was like, "This is not right." And he mm-hmm. swung around, and my dad swung around, and there's branches in the way he couldn't get a shot. And mm-hmm. my dad's kicking himself, mm-hmm. like I just screwed this up, and I'm being all happy and you know and and i'm i'm trying to be positive yeah. i should say and i'm saying you know what we'll get it'll happen again mm-hmm. and we went and sat at this this uh pond that, that afternoon and, and and my dad actually said i said do you want to go back to the cabin and sleep because my uncle has a cabin kind of close where we were mm-hmm. and he says there are no elk in the cabin i said that's very true <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so the next day we get up and I wanted to check out a couple areas, and there was people there, and I felt like I was wasting time. And and then we got to this other place, and we're here. There's a bull runner right across in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I went. We tried getting on him, and it didn't work. And then, then I said, then I we 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 moved a little bit further down the road, and we started walking a little bit. And I said, there's a bunch of elk down here. And, I can't hear him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I said, same scenario here. All right. So, so here, the, so the next, so that day, so that morning we would go in and I, I said, I said, dad, go down here <laughs> and sit down, sit here, but don't put your head behind a tree this time. <laughs> and I started calling and here comes the herd and he had spikes. He had cows. He had raghorns. And the big bull was just staying back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he is, I called him in and they're surrounding him. And he thought, he said, you know what? I thought they, they were going to get nervous and leave. And he shot a, he shot a raghorn bull. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the happiest time because he, he actually heard the bugles this time, you know, cause oh, they were yeah. close enough mm-hmm. and the little, you know, the little raghorns are bugling. Yeah. But, he got to hear and see. He got the f- at eighty at seventy about eighty years old. He gets the full effect of a archery elk hunt, and he it was just one of those like I mean I'm not being but it was a magical moment. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And I got to and those as we talk. Yeah. I'm going to take that memory with me because mm-hmm. we aren't videoing this stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. I wish I would have had the video of that elk when it got close to him. <laughs> but but we have all these elk around us, mm-hmm. him, and he got to experience that. He probably won't get to do it ever again. You know, I mean, yeah. for drawing a tag. Yeah, right. And those are the things that a bow does because I have had adventures and I have had – I mean, I shot a mountain goat. I've shot a 200-inch whitetail. I've done mm. stuff, and I've shot elk, and I've all with a bow. Yeah. And there's days that you want to throw that bow down because you screwed up or something happened. Yeah. But you know what? you got to experience that, and you get to go back tomorrow, and you got to try to do it. And that's what I was trying to say with my dad. Mm-hmm. The day before, he had that bull right next to him, and he, but the next day... He got to experience the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm. and that's the life with a bow because, I mean, I think when we and you got together, I mean, started really talking, I had, I had, when I shot my 200-incher, mm-hmm. and I never sat in tree stands, this 
I hate tree stands yeah. just because I just hate them. Yeah. But I'm in a tree stand because I had no choice because of the way the the crops were where I l- mm-hmm. was hunting. Mm-hmm. And I had a, and, and I know that because I saw the buck, it's a 152 inch buck was coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, we were talking, but I really don't miss. And I had him, I was going to say, how am I going to have him mounted? <laughs> and and I'm getting overconfident here, uh-huh. and I missed him because I was twisted around the tree, and I was like, you oh. know, and I missed him, and I go home, and I am pissed. Yeah. I am just like, I am livid with myself because yeah. I just screwed this up. Yeah. And my mom said, you missed for a reason. And so the next the next few, I, 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 I thought, well, you know what, maybe I did. So I went and. I hunted. I had two or three more days to hunt, and I, I got to a. It's funny because I hunted hard, and I saw a few more deer, but nothing I really wanted to shoot. And I'm still pissed about that. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to burn out this tree stand, so hopefully it comes in. Yeah. And that day, that I, 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 it, I <laughs> it's it was like a Sunday afternoon. It was late. Mm-hmm. And these pheasant hunters go by my vehicle, and they come in and start shooting. So you want to know disappointment with your bow, mm-hmm. and and I, so I left. I mean, I'm mad because tons of shooting. Yeah. And I wait. You know, I, you feel like you wasted your day. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving around the road, and, and where I live, I mean, I had permission to hunt land, and I uh, all, and I see this buck out in this this uh field and uh i i like i'm a spot and stock whitetail hunter and that was making me feel good because i could go spot and stock this whitetail mm-hmm. and i thought well he's a good buck he's gonna go 160 mm-hmm. and uh he was chasing three does but there's a little buck chasing the does too mm-hmm. and i i jumped out and i like i said i had permission for the land and it's this hay field and i i'm running crawling and i get out there and as luck would have it the does there's we there's bale stacks out there mm, okay and the little buck the big buck chased the little buck just enough and the does come out and i'm saying they're 25 yards wide away mm. and i said so i'm i'm ready mm-hmm. and here comes the buck and i'm saying to myself pick a spot pick a spot yeah don't look at the horns pick yeah. a spot yeah because i knew he was good mm-hmm. And I shot him, and I, it's funny, because when I shot him, he stopped right in front of me, and I was already drawn, picked the spot, arrows on the way, and he, uh, he took off, and I ran up the bales just to see where he went, and he went into the shelter belt, and I, uh, I, so I'm thinking, this is, this is pretty cool, and I went down and got the arrow, and I went, it was a good shot. I know yeah. I made a good shot. Okay. But there was just drops of blood, just drops. Yes. And my dad's out combine, and he said he needed a couple hoppers full before he filled up a semi. And I called my cousin, who had just – actually, I, he shot a 183-incher. And I thought, this is going to be the biggest whitetail I've ever been on mm-hmm. when I went and helped him find it. And uh, or and then he actually found it before I got there, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but I called him up. I said, can you guys bring out – uh, I mean, when Dad gets home, we'll get out spotlights, 
we'll go try to find him because I said I know I made a good hit on him. Mm-hmm. So I I drove back to my mom and dad's just to yeah I thought if I don't I'm gonna want to go after him and I I I know I made a good hit but mm-hmm. I'm questioning myself then. Sure. So we go back out. And my dad said, where do you want to start? Because I wanted us to all just kind of walk down and look for blood. Mm-hmm. My dad swung around, and there he was laying. <laughs> awesome. But his head's behind a plum bush. Okay. And and then we see when he jumped over the fence, is there's fat that covered his holes. That he, it was a yeah. complete pass-through. Okay. And it looked like a war went off. There's blood all over. <laughs> if I would have known that, I wouldn't have called anybody. I right. said, yeah. So, <laughs> so I jump over the fence, and I look back. I go behind the tree, and I go, "Oh my gosh, this!" And they still haven't seen the head. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin comes around and went, "Holy smokes!" And you know, and it, and that one ultimately went two on one gross. And what I'm saying, get, but but the point I'm getting to is, I had bad experience with the bow three days before because of my overconfidence and and whatever was in my mind. Mm-hmm. And three days later, with a bow, I shoot a 200 incher. And how many people dream of that? How many people dream of shooting a 200 inch whitetail? And I, I would say probably everybody that hunts them. And are you a, and not everybody's going to attain a 200-inch whitetail, but they're right. going to. They're you can dream about it. Mm-hmm. That's don't die rusty right there. Yeah. That's what the bow has done to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The bow is. If we were shooting rifles, this is how we'd look because we have to have ear protection on. Mm-hmm. And I, but when we're shooting bows, we get to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We get to experience more with a bow. And we get to go a lot of places that makes it hard, but if we make a if we make it a hard if a hard hunt is a memorable hunt. Absolutely. And that's where the adventure comes in. Mm-hmm. Adventure doesn't come when it's easy. Yeah, I mean, it, and I've said that before too, where it's like nothing good really comes easy. You yeah. know, I mean, and. And that's just that's just from experiences in life, you know what I mean? I look back at some of the hardest times in life when you're, you know, down deep in those valleys and you're questioning what's going on, like what's the deal, you know? Why is this happening? And then you come out of it on the other side and you kind of go, okay, all right, I see what's going on here. You know, I'm, I'm looking up. I, I, picking up what you're laying down there yeah. you know and so um and and yeah i think it applies to anything and everything you know what i mean just part of the reason why we put ourselves through the suffering of sitting in a tree stand for hours on end and freezing our butts off or climbing you know over the next yeah. ridge or you know whatever that whatever that is you know for everybody it might be a little bit different but yeah i, I wanted to say something too about when you were talking about hunting with your dad and now, obviously, the bow, um, you know, has has steered our lives in in a profound way, right? Yeah. But not even just that; just hunting in general, you know. Like for me, when I was a kid, my dad, he worked, you know, constantly all the time, and he mm-hmm. did the, you know, the four on, four off, four, you know, that kind of stuff. But then he had a, you know, a side business. So on his days that he was off, he was doing the side business, and then it was like, so hunting with him 
we didn't bow hunt we we rifle hunted but hunting with him was the only time i got with him you know it was the only time and we didn't really talk much either honestly i mean but we didn't have to nope. you know it was just time spent yep. and uh and so just being able to um you know melissa for example today being an adult onset hunter yep. and just starting like it's it's so fun to have somebody like that in our crew because and especially um with her type of personality because she's not afraid to ask questions either not so yeah so it's just like now we now we have this opportunity to like spill out our knowledge yeah you know what i mean and say you know shoot this kind of rest or even with sam you know he was like these are the things that you're going to want when you're in alaska maybe these are some things you don't need and just so those kinds of things too and just to see the joy that this puts on a person's face who you know all the way up through their life just started shooting a bow last year yeah and is now going on these incredible adventures to alaska or you know so it's just the bow for sure but just hunting in general also is just such a huge profound thing when it comes to like the human connection and and like you're saying how did you feel like she's she's asking us all kinds of questions and we're pouring out the knowledge i mean we're pouring out what we know Mm -hmm. and not that everything we know is somebody else might have a different perspective but Mm -hmm. she's asking questions yeah and it makes you feel good that she's like she's like a sponge yeah yeah and she's Oh, this is why you do this, you know. I mean, she was looking at all of our bows. Yeah. I mean, and she's looking at, and she's asking questions that a lot of people wouldn't really ask. And then she talks to Sam about what does she need to take to Alaska and mm-hmm. and food. And, and to me, that's like, if it starts feeling you full, like, I don't want to live a filled life. I want to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. And that fulfills you inside that somebody is taking and has the energy to, and you're helping her. And just like what we talk about with Jason's doll sheep, if she goes on and gets a big animal in her hunting as an adult onset hunter, Mm -hmm. maybe we were part of that. Yeah. Maybe, you know what I mean? So we can be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And in in the relationships that we have now – we're going to know if she got that because she'll probably text us or call us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just such a, such a cool thing. Like just super grateful that I was able to be here. Um, my poor wife is back home. Just, you know, she's getting slammed right now at the Minnehaha uh, <laughs> art festival, um, which is good. You know what I mean? Cause it's that, that f- again, going back to, you know, the fulfillment, but then also, just the verification of knowing that she has talent and people want it and mm-hmm. just got to get it in the right place. Exactly. And it, then that may, makes me think about too, what you said about when you went to Colorado mm-hmm. and you walked into that room and there's your family mm-hmm. and everybody there is giving you some validation saying the don't die rusty thing is great. Like you're mm-hmm. doing a good job project, yeah. Rick, keep it up, keep yeah. it up, keep it up. I wish people would do that more. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I wish people would do that more. Because I wonder like that with the podcast, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I I have no idea who's listening to it. I don't, I have no clue. I mean, I do know some people, you know, will make some comments. But I know how many downloads it gets. Mm -hmm. But there's not much feedback. 
give me some feedback, people. <laughs> well, and you, and I, I would have to say that I'm, I, I'm probably guilty of, because I like listening, but I don't really say much. But I am too, for you sure. You know what I mean? I, I need to take that advice as well. Yeah, because I, I try to. I try to support friends and I try to support everybody in that situation, Mm -hmm. but I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm going, what am I going to say? I mean, cause I liked it, but what do I have to go any further than that? Mm -hmm. And what do you know what what I mean? And in, I, uh, and it's funny because I tell you, Mm -hmm. oh, that was a good podcast, but I don't write it down. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. No, I, but But you know what I mean? But, But it helps you if I would, write a comment oh well the commenting thing that's just what you know when it comes down to social media i mean that's just it it has it has more weight in in getting more reach yeah i guess as opposed to just getting a quick like or whatever yeah uh but either way you know it's so now i find myself and and since i've gotten into the marketing side of things and i've been doing um a lot of the posting and stuff on the vapor trail and stokerized pages well actually um uh uh, Damon Wolf from All for One Creative does the posting now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of oversee it, but since I've immersed myself in all of that, as I'm scrolling, it's like bam, bam. I'm liking everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And sometimes I don't have time to read like the full caption, which is unfortunate yeah. um, because that's the other thing too is like people don't really read captions much anymore unless you give them like a call to action and say like, hey, make sure you read this down yeah. here. There's some important information that you need to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that, and that's what, like some of the posts I've been making, you know, I mean, I, uh, I, I want to get people to read stuff because I want to change, at least get them to look at a, a perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think once I start, once people start commenting on it, cause some people do read them mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people, other people start reading them and. And that makes you feel good that now maybe we're getting somewhere, Mm -hmm. but let's just, you know, keep that flame going. Yeah. Let's keep that fire. It doesn't have to be a bonfire. Mm -hmm. Let's keep the fire going inside us. Absolutely. And let's help each other out. And let's say, you know what, Ricky, I like (laughs) you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or let's say, are you having a bad day? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, those are the things that were, I mean, earlier on in this podcast, but people don't say that as much as they should yeah you know yeah and that made me think of another thing too and and um my wife has helped me out with this a little bit too where it's you know you always when you run into people you always have that hey how you doing man oh i'm doing great and it's like and then that's it and then but it's like no but really like how are you Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think people do that enough either. Like, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, what? Spill it out, man. Like, if you got to, I'm your verbal punching bag right now. You Me know, too. get it out. You know, so those things too. Um, you know, and it going back to what you're saying, how it's just like this instant gratification. Like, we've gotten to this point now where, um, you know, we we just simply don't give ourselves the time to do that kind of stuff. Or even in some cases, maybe, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to burden you with all of my stuff. You know what I mean? But I feel like if somebody was to say, what's laid on me, man, like what's going on, you know? And, and you don't always, you don't necessarily have to lay out, lay out all your junk on somebody, but at least it gives you, it lets you know that 
it's like, man, they really took the time to to want to know what's going on with me. And how many times have, and probably in the last few months, really, I mean, I call and ask for advice. Yeah. About things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and I'm going to say, though, I, this has been going on I, in my head while we've been talking here. Mm. But do we really want our wives to get together? <laughs> 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 they both are kind of hippie-ish, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. We may not live this down. Yeah. Uh, crystals in our... I mean, we are, I already have crystals. <laughs> oils. O- oil, oils and crystals and all Can kinds of... Can you imagine of... if we were... Oh, gee, many Christ. <laughs> I guess oh, we just have... Funny. <laughs> we just let them go. Do yeah, they go do their thing, and we'll be over here shooting our bows. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, heck yeah, man! I, I we could do this for hours. I mean, we really could, but I think we should oh, yeah. um, probably cut it short and yeah. um, get our butts up to that. Uh, um, the, the army up party. It. Yeah, the the, the total, festival, the total archery challenge. I think is what it's called. Oh, Something I think. Like oh, that. is that what it is? Yeah, and there's yeah. a. I think called it's called the Mountain Festival. Yes. Probably go check that out. Bring our bows up there. Maybe try to shoot and win a truck or um, yeah. something. I don't know. I think there's a like an Africa trip being given there away. Is. Yes. Um. So yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Armyf party tonight. Have a few Mexican bull riders and. We'll just enjoy life. Hey man, well this has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, so if people want to find you, uh, your Instagram, Facebook, what, what where it, can they find you? Rick Hansen 24 on Instagram, uh, Project Rick on Instagram, uh, Facebook, it's Rick Hansen, and um, it's also Project Rick, too. Yeah. I'm working into getting more – I'm trying to get more content on Project Rick because I want people to go there, mm-hmm. but if you want to see – Every day, I try to get something out positive every day, mm-hmm. and it starts in the morning. Yeah, and for the T-shirts, so if they seek out your social media channels, then will they be able to then find out where they yeah. can get the T-shirt? Yeah, too? well, we're working on that one too. Okay, I, I kind of put the cart before the horse in a few situations. Sure, you know that, but, sure. But we're we're I'm working on getting things a little bit easier, and then hopefully down the road here, I'm going to have a couple of different designs that don't die rusty. Sure. And we'll go from there. Yeah. So I'll be sure to get a couple of the links up on the banners and, um, and in the description on the YouTube video. Now we're in trouble. Oh, boy. Oh, they're here back. Com- here comes the wife, too. <laughs> she looks mad. <laughs> I bet she does. <laughs> should we should we keep it going so that she can come in here? Come on out here, dear. <laughs> oh, she does have a smile on her she face. She does. Because she, she knows that she's going to get some of Susan's art. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All, yeah. right. All right. Well, let's close this up with that. We are going to pack up our bows and arrows, and we are going to leave the range. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stoke Rise branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.